Right, okay, well it's good to be with you. This is the first time I've been in Coolerman at this venue. Been a couple of times over at the, uh, in the centre, of, well over in the centre, where what it was called. Um, yeah, so uh, thanks very much, it's a privilege to be here. Uh, I've had a practice run in Narendra this morning. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is really it needs cutting back, but I haven't had time to do that, so um, anyway, don't say any more new. Um, actually, I was uh, quite busy. We had two baptisms after the service. Um, I think most of you know Rosa Bowen and James Hudson. So both uh, baptised down at the river. So uh, it was very made for a very full morning by the time we did that and, and then to try and get over here. So anyway, uh, we're here. It's good to, to be here. So if we can just uh, start with, uh, with, with prayer. <clears throat> yes, Lord, we just want to thank you. Lord, that, uh, you know, you are not distant. And, Lord, you are not removed. You don't remove yourselves from us. But, Lord, it's you that uh, who has in every way uh, sought after us, gone after us, chased after us even. Lord, that you would bring us back to yourself. And, Lord, you don't remain aloof, but, Lord, you call us to come and, and fellowship with you, to relate with you, to, uh, to talk with you. And Lord, I just thank you, Lord, as we we're talking about uh, looking at this time, uh, a prayer at this time, that uh, you know that, that you're speaking to us through that. Let's pray that this afternoon you would uh, speak to us through this message, Lord, that uh, uh, that we would be open, that we would be willing to hear, to receive, Lord, to have our understanding expanded, Lord, that you would speak to us, Lord, things that we need to hear, things that would encourage us, things that would build us up things that we can add to our lives and to our prayer lives. Our Lord, that we might be closer to you, we might give you the glory. So we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> okay, so uh, as you've already had a bit of a uh, mention already about we, we study as we're studying this prayer series, we're going through this series on prayer. And then last week, of course, the message was all about how prayer is not just asking stuff for God from God, and especially that was the theme of the midweek study, wasn't it? Not just a, it's more than just asking stuff from God. Well, I'm here today to talk about asking stuff from God because that's what um, petition is. So anyway, but uh, it, it's got its place in our prayer. It's it's important. Uh, so we look at the role of petition, which is is asking. And as we're looking through the uh, the Lord's Prayer, using that as our base, Matthew 6, verse 11, uh, in the Lord's Prayer there, and Jesus says, you know, instructs us to pray and give us this day our daily bread. <clears throat> so in other words, you know, to ask for what we need. So Jesus, uh, even in teaching, you know, or in his response to the disciples, you know, teach us how to pray. You know, he says, well, part of that is asking for what we need. But we also know that it's got its place, and that's part of what you know. Last week was about. It's also part of what we're learning. We're going to be learning over the the uh, the next few weeks. It's not just about asking, is it? But it does have a place. You know, there's got to be worship, there's praise, adoration, rejoicing, all these things. You know, there's the seeking God's will. All of these things must play a part in our prayer life. But then, uh, petition. Asking God for what we need, that's got its place too. It's very important. 
because we're actually told Jesus says to, you know, he actually tells us to pray for what we need. Uh, and actually, that what's really great about this, what's really beautiful is, is uh, you know, really we're commanded to pray, aren't we? But it's not just a command, you know, we're urged, we're invited. And the thing about this, and I really noticed this in, in the verses looking at this as I was preparing, that yes, we're told to pray, we're told to ask for what we need, we're told to bring what we need before God, but there's actually, it's really, there's an invitation. We're invited. Where Jesus invites us, the Father invites us to come and bring our needs, our requests uh, to him. So if we can just uh, read a few verses just to start with that talk about this asking, obviously the one in Matthew 6, verse 11, the Lord's Prayer, uh, to start with, um, but in Matthew 7, Matthew 7 and verses 7 to 11. And we'll start to, it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. So Jesus says there, he actually instructs us to ask, to ask, to seek, to knock. If you have a need, you have a request, Come and bring it to God. Come and ask. But uh, I understand, and I've just seen this in a few places over the last couple of weeks, uh, there's that the, the original Greek uh, there is that Jesus doesn't just say to ask once. What he, the, the, it, the meaning of it is that we keep asking, we keep seeking, we keep knocking. And so Jesus actually instructs us. You know, like he invites us, he tells us, um, but, you know, we're told by Jesus to keep asking. You know, sometimes, um, uh, you know, I've heard people say, well, you know, if you, you ask once and after that, you know, that you, it's not faith if you keep asking. But Jesus said to keep asking, you know, in, in, in what he said, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. And then if we um, continue on in verse 9, or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Who ask him? So then Jesus goes on to say that God, that the Father, actually wants to give us what we need. He doesn't just say ask because you might get it, you know, ask because you need it. Actually saying that the Father wants to give us what we need and actually he wants to give us what is good. He wants to give us good gifts. So that which is good, that which is the best uh, for us, he wants to give that to us. A few other verses and, and uh, certainly um, it's not exhaustive because we could be here all day. But uh, Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So we're told again there to let our requests be made known to God. <clears throat> Ephesians 6 verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. So a word supplication, which actually appears twice in Ephesians 6 verse 18. I read it there in, uh, in Philippians chapter 4. In the New King James, it uses that word supplication. It actually simply means requests. 
So let your request be made known to God. And, and the NIV actually translates that word as requests. It says, let your request be made known to God. Bring your requests to God. So we're actually told there again, Ephesians 6 as well. And in John 14, verse 13 and 14, Jesus said, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Because that's a pretty big statement, a pretty broad statement, isn't it? But that's what Jesus said. So the first thing we can see then about this is that Jesus invites us to pray. He invites us to come asking that our needs be met. He urges us, he tells us, he commands us, but really he invites us to bring our requests. And he invites us to pray knowing, and he actually tells us, you know, come on, bring your requests, tell God what you need because God will hear. And he says that God will answer. So there's a, those promises there. God will hear, God will answer. And as we read there in Matthew, you know, ask and it will be given. And as Jesus said in John, ask in my name and I will do it. You know? You know, so we're actually told that. So invited with that, you know, keeping that in mind. God also, know, you know, God knows that we have needs. He wants to meet those needs. And that's what we're seeing in those verses, in, in what God's saying there. He knows we have needs. He wants to meet those needs. And he wants to give us everything that is good. Now, it's not just the physical material. Sometimes we can just focus on what we can see. You know, well, I need food. I need clothes. I need whatever. I need this. But he doesn't, it's not just the physical. God wants to give us what is good in every area and every part of our lives. So every part of our being. And we can ask him for that. So knowing this is actually you know, to encourage us to tell God our needs. And if we can know that God wants us to, that God's interested, that we're invited to, that, uh, you know, that we should be encouraged, we can be encouraged to bring our needs to God and to ask for them. And not just tell him what we need, but to actually ask for, uh, for God to meet them. But also what we see in that is that we, we need to ask God for our, our needs. We need to ask God for our desires. What is it you need? What is it you desire? Well, we need to actually ask God. God knows it, but we need to ask. In James 4 verse 2, it says, You do not have because you do not ask. Okay? So well, why doesn't God meet my needs? Um, you know, God knows what I need. Well, if you don't ask. You know, God's waiting for us to ask. He's got that for us. He's got what we need. He's got these gifts. He's got every good thing for us. He's waiting for us to ask. You say, well, why is he waiting for us to ask? We'll come to that in a moment. But we can know that our asking makes a difference. It makes a difference in our lives. It makes a difference uh, to the world around us. Because actually there's a few things we're told to ask for in the Lord's Prayer. You know, this, there's only that one line about asking for our actual needs that we're also to, to, to pray for others and that sort of thing. And our asking, our petitioning makes a difference. And there's further encouragement there in 
in Matthew 6, verse 8, it says, For your Father knows the things that you have need of before you ask him. Now, that's got to be an encouragement to pray. Uh, maybe some of us, when you know, you're a young, young person, just on a new job or whatever, or even work experience at high school or whatever, said, go and ask the boss for this. Or go and ask... The, Oh, you're scared stiff. You're not sure whether you're supposed to do that or not. But with God, we're told there by Jesus that he knows what we need and he wants, you know, he's waiting for us. So it's an encouragement to pray. Another way of saying, you know, is, is that well, God knows your needs. Now ask. It's also important to remember that in our praying, in our petitioning, that we're not... Um, you know, we don't have to pray anything fancy, you know, because actually it says there in in Matthew six, just uh, before we what we uh, quoted in verse eight, that don't pray fancy prayers, lots of words. It's just just tell God what you want, because He already knows, and that's why Jesus gives us that simple outline of a prayer. Uh, so we just talk to God plainly about what you need. Our prayer, you know, as we learned also during this last week, it's not transactional. You know, we're not trying to earn something from God, but still we're invited to bring our needs to God. And we don't have to convince God. You know, it's not a matter of me trying to convince God that he needs to give me this or that I need him to give that. See, God knows what we need. And it's not a matter of, um, you know, wrestling with God, you know, and and some people have this idea of asking for prayer. It's like, you know, we, we've got to wrestle with God. But, well, I thought about this idea and, um, well, God's all-powerful. And, uh, you know, it's 30 years since I was fit. Well, not quite 30 years, but 30 years since I was at my fittest and I wasn't all-powerful then. Uh, God's all-knowing and he's everywhere. So, you know, while I might be looking this way, he can be sneaking around my back as well. So I don't know how wrestling with God is going to get us anything. So we don't have to wrestle with God. We don't have to twist his arm. But we can know, you know, and we don't have to earn it, but we can have confidence that God will hear and answer because of these verses we've seen. So that's the first thing, where Jesus invites us to pray. But we can ask them, well, if God already knows our needs, why do we need to ask for them? And that's a, a fair enough question. And I, and I found myself thinking, wanting to answer that this week. Well, why then, if God already knows our needs? Uh, the short answer, it's not for God's benefit. It's for ours. It's not because we need to convince God. It's for our benefit. You know, it's not to twist uh, God's arm, uh, as I've already mentioned. And I've got just a, a few few things here that, that really answer that question. Why do we need to pray if God already knows? First of all, it builds reliance on God. If we are asking him for what we need, if we're bringing to God our needs and asking him to meet them, then it's a reminder that God is our source. Because, you know, without God, we can do nothing. And it's true, isn't it? I mean, what can we do without God? I mean, so well, I can work and I can, but hey, well, 
well, what you're working for, you know, what we're eating, what we're building our houses with, what we're making our clothes from. It all comes from something that God made anyway to start with. But certainly in the Christian life, we can't do anything without God. And that idea of bringing our needs to God, even though he knows them already, and asking him for them builds that reliance on him, reminds us that he's our source, reminds us of our need of God. And so that in itself is... Uh, it's got to be worth uh, asking God for. Uh, also, when we we bring our petitions, we bring our requests to God, we invite God into our lives. We actually invite him to intervene in our lives. Because God doesn't act in our <coughs> lives without that invitation. No, he's waiting for us. He wants to be involved in our lives, but unless we invite him, he won't be. <coughs> And so what we're doing when we're asking God to intervene, we're giving him an invitation. You know, I'm giving God my consent to move in my life, to do something in my life. And, you know, like I've, we've got a free will, you know. God created us in the beginning, Adam and Eve, had a free will. We know, we know the story that they chose to exercise their free will the wrong way. But we've got the same. God offers us salvation and all good things, but we don't have to accept them. But when we pray, we're inviting God into our lives, into our circumstances, and inviting him to, to move in our lives. Now, when we ask God for our needs, we're casting our burden on him. We're casting our cares on him. First Peter 5 verse 7, Cast your cares on God, for he cares for you. Psalm 55 verse 22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. The New Living Translation says, Give your burdens to the Lord. So we say, well, yeah, okay, cast my cares on God, cast my burdens on God. Yeah, that's great. He's going to give me peace. He's going to sustain me. How do I do it? Well, we do that when we tell God the things that we need because that's what we're doing. We're casting them on. We're saying, okay, I need this. And God, I'm asking you to provide it. And in that sense, we're letting go of ourselves trying to organise that. And so we're not carrying that burden. We're letting God carry that. And he sustains us. He gives us the strength that we need. He brings us through and he gives us what, what's needed so we're not weighed down by that. Uh, also in praying our requests, it helps us to understand God's character. And we learn about who God is. We learn about his heart. You know, when we genuinely seek him with our requests, and actually, you know, our, our desires become God's desires. But that's what praying and just bringing out, you know, and especially the constant, you know, the keep asking, keep seeking. We're learning about God's heart. You know, we're, we're, sometimes we're learning that what we thought we wanted to start with is not really the most important thing in our lives. Well, I'm glad that didn't happen. You know, I'm glad I didn't get that right at the start. And how many of us have ever thought, well, I'm glad I didn't get what I wanted right at that time because that would not have been a good thing. You know, we live in a society now where parents' rights are being taken away. You know, say, well, if the kids want this, they can have it. The parents can't, can't stop them. And I think... I'm glad I didn't get everything I wanted when I was a kid. You know, can you imagine if we got everything we wanted with God even 
right the first time we thought about it. Sometimes, you know, we need to go through the process of asking God. And then through that, we're realizing that's not the most important thing. That's not the best thing for us. You know, the same, I mean, how many of us, okay, that give our kids, not our grandkids, but how many of us would give our kids everything they ask for? You know, we wouldn't do it. Uh, there's a story I, I got to read recently, uh, Jared Ruffhead's bi- uh, autobiography. You wonder who's Jared Ruffhead? Uh, he played for Hawthorne, uh, four-time premiership player. And, uh, but uh, most famously, he actually you know, had, a, had to take a year off football um, while he, we battled lung cancer. Uh, he had this new treatment, beat it, was able to come back and play another two years. So that's what he's most famous for. But in his autobiographies, you know, just talking about his early life, talking about, about his nan, and uh, grandparents here would understand this. But, you know, you know, one time he had to sleep over at Nan's and, uh, and uh, his parents said, well, you know, yeah, how was it? You know, it was good. You know, what did, what did you have for breakfast? Yes, ice cream. And, they could, you know, next time they saw Nan, they said, he said you gave him ice cream for breakfast. They said, well, that's what he asked for. Uh, that's what grandparents do, isn't it? Parents, we don't do that. But grandparents do it because it's called revenge getting back at you for, you know, the trouble you caused them with as a child. But actually, some people think God's like that, you know. Ask whatever you want. He'll give it to you. I mean, I'm glad that I didn't get everything I wanted as a child. And if I were to reflect on it, I'd be glad that God didn't give me everything I wanted, at least, you know, straight away at the moment. So praying gives us a chance to understand God's heart and to to grow in our understanding of him, to learn about who he is. And, uh, you know, we certainly don't want everything we think we want right from the start. So when we pray for these things, uh, we also, you know, it's it's good because when we ask, you know, and we see God work, we actually get to see the, uh, the faithfulness and the goodness of God in our lives. I mean, if everything just magically appeared as we needed it, I mean, would that grow our faith? Would that grow our love for God? Probably not. But by asking God, identifying our needs, asking God and seeing him work in our lives, that grows our faith. We see his faithfulness. We see his goodness. It grows our faith and it grows our our love for him. And it helps us to understand what our needs really are, which I sort of, I guess I just already touched on just a moment ago, you know, what I really want. But it's also important for us you know, to, to actually have to say this to God because do I really want this blessing? Because if we, you know, we might say we believe something, but if we don't speak it, we're not really believing it. And so I might believe in my mind that God has this for me, but unless I'm prepared to speak it, say, you know, ask God for it, thank God for it, you know, do I really want it? And, and that's where the keep asking also comes in. Today I might want this, you know, three months before I remember that I want, you know, again, oh, yeah, I still want, I want that. But, you know, obviously if I'm not prepared to, to persevere, I don't re- it's not that important to me. You know, so there's the importance of speaking that out as well and showing that we do want that blessing.
So there are reasons. It is important that we do ask, even though God already knows our needs. And so then we can ask, well, how can I see my prayers of petition answered? You know, we'd, we'd all like to pray, you know. Okay, well, I've just said to you it's good just to pray and keep asking, but wouldn't we all like to get our, see our prayers answered or more of our prayers answered? Uh, and I don't have all the answers here. Uh, and certainly if, if there's things you're wondering, well, why haven't, hasn't this been answered? Then later on in the series we do cover about unanswered prayer. But there are some things that, that we can pick up from, from the word and things we can pick up from what God says that will help us to see our prayers answered. You know, God wants us to bring them, but he also wants to, uh, us to pray in a way that's, that gives our answered prayer. You know, we have prayer for everyday needs. You know, we have prayers for our family, we have prayers, you know, for ministry needs, things that we would bring to God. And so how can I get these answered? Well, the first thing, or really the main thing, is that we need to pray the promises of God. We need to pray God's word. So if you have something you have a need for and you want God to, to answer that, then find somewhere in his word. Find a promise in his word and pray that and pray according to that. You know, because then we're praying the same thing that God wants for us. Well, how do I know what God wants this for me? Well, if it's in his word, if there's a promise in his word, this means that he wants it for us. So let's pray for, uh, find the promise and pray it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, it says, For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen. So God's already said, yeah, all these promises, okay, they're not, they're not, not lures, they're not just there to tantalise us or tease us or anything, that if it's a promise from God, then in Jesus, it's already, God's already said yes and God's already said so be it. So what the thing is, what needs to happen is with us, with our believing. And when we pray the promises of God, and this is important because we need. Uh, we we also see that God works through faith, and that the promises uh, come to us as a result of faith. Well, we need to grow our faith, don't we? And quite often, that's what God's waiting for. And so it's through the through the prayer that our faith grows and strengthens. But it's the prayerful meditation on the promise of God that builds our faith. So we find the promise. We think about that, we meditate on that, we pray it, we bring it to God. And that builds our faith the same way as daily exercise builds our physical fitness. When we're praying the promises of God, we're strengthening our faith. And really it's only through prayer that the promise becomes known and appropriated. You know, we might see a promise in God, you might hear the preacher say, grab something from the Bible and say it's a promise of God for you. But really, it's got to become yours. And really, it's only through the, the pr process of prayer, the process of meditating on that, that we really get to understand it. And then it becomes ours. And as we do that, our faith grows. And so that's the first way. You know, um, 
I didn't write down the exact quote, it's sort of a bit in old English, but Charles Spurgeon said, well, the best thing to get something from God is to pray what he's already said. Uh, you know, So pray the promises of God. But also as we find the promises of God, knowing uh, what what's about anything else about them, knowing which promises are conditional. You know, are there conditions with those? Or is it unconditional? See, unconditional promises we've still got to ask for, but sometimes we just need to just thank God for them before we see them. Mm-hmm. But what I mean by conditional, now we know that salvation is free, isn't it? It's unconditional, it's already based on what Jesus has done. It's there for us, but how do we take hold of that? We've got to believe that Jesus is Lord, we've got to confess that Jesus is Lord, and we repent. It's unconditional, it's free, but yes, there is something we do to appropriate that. And so often with the promises of God, there is something we do. As I said, maybe it's only just to say thank you. Uh, Matthew 6, verse 33, and, and the verses leading up to that's where Jesus says, you know, the birds don't worry about getting fed, God feeds them. The flowers don't worry about... Uh, you know, the flowers are beautiful, God clothes them. And he says, he's going to do even more than that for you. Uh, verse 33, Matthew 6, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So if we seek first, if we make God our priority, then we already have that promise of food, clothing and shelter. But that doesn't mean that we don't ever have to say anything about it, say anything for it. Sometimes we have to give thanks even before we see it. And, uh, and, and I love the, the life of uh, uh, George Muller. He was a, a German man in the 1800s, moved to, to England, I set up an orphanage, actually set up several orphanages over time. <clears throat> never, never asked for money, never asked for anything, just believed that God would provide. And there... Uh, this sort of thing happened more than once, but there's a, a quite a famous story that they, um, I mean, quite often they would run out of food, but then something would, would appear, you know, the, that night. So they had some food for the next day or whatever. But this time they had no food. They set the table, the plates, the cutlery, everything on the table. There's nothing to put in them. And actually they give thanks. They thank God for the food. And by the time they had finished, giving thanks, there's a knock on the door. There's the baker that is there. He said he felt to get up early this morning and uh, he made several hundred extra loaves to bring, brought them down there, loaves of bread. And then he's only just gone, there's another knock on the door. The milkman has broken down right outside the door of the orphanage and he needs to unload all the milk so he can repair his cart and he wants to give the milk. You know, they didn't have anything to eat but they gave thanks. And sometimes, you know, so that's an unconditional promise. If we uh, make, seek first the kingdom of God, he's promised food, clothing and shelter. But sometimes we've got to thank him for it, even though, uh, even before we see it. You know, if we want more than that, you know, we have to, to faith for it. I mean, you think, well, shelter's fine, but, but I need my own house. Well, that's where you need to, to pray, believe God that he'll provide that. I need a car to get around. Well, we need to believe God that he would provide that. Our ministry needs, whatever that is. Um, whatever it is, you know, ask God.
find a promise. See, other things, so for example, you know, we have the promise of protection, Psalm 91, for instance. But, uh, we have a promise of God's love. You know, there are other things which are also promised. So sometimes we just need to thank God for them, even though we don't see them, even before we see them. And one of my favourite ones, uh, James 1 verse 5, says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Well, that's pretty simple, isn't it? It just says, if you need wisdom, ask God. Uh, I sometimes think, wonder how many people actually realise they need wisdom and ask God, because there's not a lot of it going around, is there? Uh, outside the church, of course. Uh, outside the current time, yeah. Anyway, uh, peace, you know. I need peace. Well, what's the promise of peace? We're reading in Philippians chapter 4. You know? uh, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, or by prayer and with requests, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which passes understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. So if we need peace, then what we do is we cast our cares on him. Another way, uh, just just uh, quickly wrapping this up, then is also prayer with others. There's When we pray with others, there's the power of agreement and there's also prayer, which is, uh, is faith building. Um, when we pray with others. Uh, other things, you know, for instance, you know, healing is promised. You know, we're promised. It says by his stripes you are healed. But then there's also other promises. So sometimes you might think, well, I'm, I'm praying for healing, but I'm still not getting it. Well, what else does the Bible say? It says, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It says, if you're sick, call for the elders. So there's sometimes, you know, we need to go beyond just uh, just asking God ourselves, what else does the Bible say about how those promises are attained? You know, let's obey them. But it's like keep asking because of those, uh, the benefits it gives us. And if, as we're praying, if we, we get words of encouragement, if God speaks words, you know, we hear God speak to our heart, if others speak through, through the gifts of the Spirit, hang on to that. Let that build our faith. So there's um, some things, because we'd all love to get our prayers answered more. So pray the promises and, and pray with others. Now this week's uh, tools... So first week's prayer tool, we had these little cards. So for those who wanted a bit of help with knowing how to pray, uh, little postcards, you've got them. And, and Annette's already mentioned the stickers, uh, which some boys never boy, boys never grow up, do they? Boys being boys um, in the range, you might, if you saw it on the Facebook page and stuck it on computer screens and wondered why they couldn't see their work properly and stuck it on their dog. And So I don't know whether the dogs prayed more this week or not, but... Uh, um, you know, things like that. But anyway, uh, but this week, uh, there's actually a, a prayer app. Uh, if, if you're interested in, uh, in in an app for your phone or your or your tablet, um, if you live on that on your device, uh, it's the inner, it's called Inner Room. Uh, it's a 24/7 prayer. When I typed Inner Room into the App Store, I had to go to the second one. I certainly didn't want the first one. But uh, it's a prayer app, so you can set reminders. It'll remind you to pray at certain times, whenever times you want it to. Just It's a reminder. And it's also we put on it things we want to be reminded to pray for so that we're praying consistently. Uh, you know, not just 
you know, not just praying once and then forgetting about it and, oh, coming back, oh, yeah, I'm just going to pray that. So it helps us to pray strategically, pray consistently. Uh, if you're like me and you still like something material, pen and paper, uh, there's these. These are, are prayer diaries, my personal practical prayer diary, uh, put together by Barry Chant. I've brought over two from the ranger. Uh, they're, they're $8. Uh, otherwise, they're in the... If we, if these are so popular and I don't go home and, you know, without them, um, uh, there's more in the bookshops. Let's see Annette and ask her to bring some back for you if you want the, the book. Or otherwise, there's the prayer app if you if you love your technology. Uh, again, it's just a tool, but it's just there to help us, you know, it's to set reminders to pray, remind what it is we're praying for and what we're believing for. And it's also a good chance to, to record answered prayer because answered prayer builds our faith. You know, we know we've had prayer answered, but suddenly if we put on the spot, well, tell me about something God's answered. Or, um, yeah, well, I know he's, you know, and sometimes just writing these things down helps us. So they're, they're the tools for this week, which uh, uh, if you would like to, to help you with your, your praying. So if I can just finish. Uh, so God is both promise maker and promise keeper. He's the one who makes the promises, but he also keeps them. He doesn't just say them just for the sake of it. And the three, you know, really the three things I just want to leave with you today about petition, you know, why we should pray. You know, we ask because we know he hears and he answers. You know, we're encouraged to, we're invited to, and we can be confident, we can be encouraged in that because we know he hears and he answers. You know, sometimes we may have to persevere, but even in that we persevere with confidence because we have confidence in God's character. Uh, there's two parables Jesus told, one in Luke chapter 11, one Luke chapter 18 about persistent praying. One's the friend who goes and bangs on his friend's, the man who goes and bangs on his friend's door at midnight and he keeps knocking until it drives him crazy and he gets up so that he'll go away. Uh, and the second one is the woman, you know, who goes to the judge and harasses the judge until he, he doesn't want to help her, but uh, he finally has to. But God, uh, sorry, Jesus in telling those parables, he's conflicting God's character with those. He, now he's saying God is not like that, that we have to do that, but he's encouraging us to persevere. He says, if these people can get answers by doing this with people who don't want to meet their needs, imagine what you can do coming to a God, to a father who knows your needs, who wants to meet them and wants to give you what's good. So we're encouraged to persevere knowing God's character. Uh, he knows what we need and he wants to give us good gift. And uh, so making our requests known to God strengthens us and those things I, I mentioned about what, what can happen there. And just remember, it's not, it's not magic. It's not about twisting God's arm. It's about us telling God and, uh, you know, and through that. Because, uh, you know, as I said, he, we read in those verses at the start. He invites us to bring our request to him and he wants to answer them. Yeah, so I just um, pray that there's some encouragement there for us to keep asking. You know, we are asking in its right place. It's not the only thing we pray, but it has a, it has a part in our prayer. So if I can just, uh, just finish with a word of prayer. So, Lord, we just want to thank you. Lord, that, that you are interested in our needs, you're interested in every part of our being. 
Lord, that you desire to answer our prayers, Lord, because, Lord, you invite us to come to you. You invite us to come to you and ask. You have promises for us. Lord, you have good gifts for us. And, Lord, things that we will miss out on if we won't come, you know, if we won't ask. So, Lord, I pray that we will be encouraged, that we will be inspired, we will be stirred up to pray, and we will be stirred up to ask for you, ask of you um, the things that you have for us, but to seek these good gifts. And Lord, we know because we know that as in doing so, Lord, you know we will see answered prayer, but we will uh, also be strengthened ourselves. And Lord, let's pray this week as we, we go and apply these things. Lord, let there be answers to prayer. I pray in Jesus' name. And Lord, also let us be strengthened. Let us be built up. Let our faith grow as we pray to you and bring our needs and requests to you. Lord, I just pray that um, yeah, within this room or within this uh, this this church that there would be people who would experience that here this week. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.